Welcome, welcome to the Hard Skills Podcast and Show with me, Dr. Mira Bronku. Um, this is a brand new year, January 2nd, 2024, and already we are starting on a funny note because we got mixed up on the location. We ended up in different rooms. Some of us have crazy things going on in the background, but we're here. We all somehow made it. And that's what makes all the difference. Sometimes that is exactly what leadership is all about, is just like trying to um, glide on the water. Like it looks like it's all easy, but you're just paddling like crazy underneath and you have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. So that's us today. But welcome, everybody. On this show, we discuss how to develop the nuanced hard skills needed to lead in a large, complex system in order to make real impact. Now, um, leaders in healthcare and research, STEM and other technical fields will find this show especially compelling because of that. But we're also going beyond that to other industries as well because these leadership skills cross industry boundaries. As a reminder, we're focusing on the second stage of my strategic leadership pathway model, developing leadership identity and We're ringing in the new year today with three very special guests, Dr. Monique C. Johnson, Terry Wedge, and Dr. Sarah Rabinovich. Now, why are they so special? Well, besides the fact that each of them are uniquely gifted leaders in three different industries, which I'll describe in a moment uh, when I do formal intros, they also represent some of the members in our Towerscope Leadership Academy. They'll be sharing what they've learned on their leadership journey, how they think about selling, uh, setting, accomplishing goals, and requiring intangible hard skills for those goals. They're also going to be talking about the challenges that they see being faced by leaders today, especially for women, and what they see as the future for our community and beyond. Now, before we get into the intros, let's just get us warmed up with sharing some lesser known facts about us that aren't necessarily found on our bios on LinkedIn. Are you all ready? All right. So let me ask you this, y'all. What is one small pleasure you've discovered this past year, 2023, that you like to continue into 2024 and ideally one that others might not necessarily see as a small pleasure. I'll start with me so I can break the ice, okay? Um, When I went on vacation, uh, we went to Hawaii, something that we've wanted to do for a really, really long time. And I knew that I get motion sickness, so I was all prepared with the Dramamine and the ginger pills and ginger chews. And, And ginger chews are something that I discovered over there. I have them next to me right now. Let me just show you here. You can't even see on the camera here. Um, Ginger chews are something that is just for motion sickness on boats, supposedly. And I got obsessed with them and now I can't stop eating them and nobody else enjoys these things. And now I'm like popping them like pills (laughs) and I'm not going to stop in 2024. So that's me. Sarah, Terry, Monique, how about you? Any small pleasures? Terry, how about you? Um, I think uh, for me, it's about traveling also. 
Um, and by the way, I lived in Hawaii and I know all about those ginger chews. <laughs> um, but if for us, I used to always plan our traveling. And this last year, we've done a lot of, let's just stop here. And without making a reservation, we decide when we're getting tired or, you know, whatever it is. And I use the apps and uh, find different places. And so we have ended up staying in little towns and different places we never would have gone otherwise because we used to always go the same route everywhere. And so that's really been um, the adventure of the year. And I intend to continue that. I love it. Also, by the way, uh, YouTuber, uh, someone on YouTube, Camille White says, hi, Terry, I found you excited to be here. So you already have a fan listening and watching. <laughs> hey, Camille. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? Let's see. I say I have, I have a lot of um, small pleasures that I like to do. I would say, well, being a mom who works from home and has kids and doesn't exactly get out there and get a ton of excitement. Um, well, excitement, but it's all relative. Um, I would say uh, one thing that I've loved is going to Trader Joe's on my kind of crappy um, 2002 Red Vespa. And um, it really like appeals to my hunter-gatherer instincts, I think, because it's like, how much can I fit? How many groceries can I fit like in this little compartment and then in the back one? And um, and um, I guess as a tangent, my newest Trader Joe's um, guilty pleasure are called gingerbread people. Um, so, which is really cool that Trader Joe's has become, um, you know, a little more politically correct and expansive. Exclusive. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Monique, how about you? I would say um, I've done a fair amount of traveling, um, but in the last few months, by the way, but I have become obsessed with getting my steps in with movement and getting my steps in. I've always sort of worked out and, you know, fallen off the wagon and gotten back on over and over again. <laughs> but I consistently try to make sure that I get my steps in almost every day if I can, a minimum of at least 10,000. So I try to stay moving as much as I can. I walk around a little lake that I like to go to when the weather's decent impressive and fun. I yeah, love it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of me time too, you know? Absolutely. All right. So now, you know, a little lesser known fact about them. Let me introduce more formal facts about them. And then we're going to go into an ad break. These three women are absolutely just phenomenal. Let me start with Monique Johnson. Um, Dr. Johnson is the founder and CEO of Dr. MCJ Consulting and Coaching. Her expertise is in career and leadership development and diversity and inclusion with several national certifications in counseling and career services. Over the past 25 years, she's held a variety of academic and leadership roles, including as an assistant professor, assistant dean, assistant director of career services, program director, and now chair-elect of the Credentialing Commission for the National Career Development Association. Now, Monique co-authored the best-selling book, Micro Shift, Small Mindset Changes for the Big Results. And outside of her work, she enjoys DIY projects and traveling with her family. She served as an advisory board member for a 2023 Tower Scope Leadership Academy year and as the Education Industry Pod Facilitation Lead. Terry Wedge, 
is a dynamic executive known for building high-performing, innovative services in in, uh, organizations who have served in senior leadership and executive roles within global tech companies and beyond. She's known for having built multi-million dollar professional services for two Fortune 500 companies and for her customer success work. While clearly results-driven and successful at it, she is equally passionate about fostering happy and productive teams and enabling effective communication and that translation between business and tech. So she is no typical MBA. Outside of her work, she's an avid RV glamper. We heard a little bit about her adventures just now. So you might see her on the road adventuring through America. Terry is a founding member of our Tower Scope Leadership Academy and represents the tech and STEM domain of our community. And finally, Dr. Sarah Rabinovich is a clinical psychologist and adjunct assistant professor in psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Keck Medicine of USC. She speaks, teaches, trains, and provides psychotherapy at the intersection of mindfulness, diversity, and mental health. In addition, she's leveraged this experience as co-founder of Equiskill by MinMind, a skills-based training app for inclusive and progressive companies that addresses employee mental health and DEI issues with on-demand research-based skills from behavioral science. I have had a chance to test it out. It's super interesting, super fun, super thoughtful. Um, And as a former NYU basketball player, she has cultivated an interest and passion for mental skills, for success, well-being, and inclusion into all she does. Sarah was a founding member of our Tarascope Leadership Academy as well, and represents both the healthcare and tech domains of our community. So with all of that, these are three stellar people that you need to hear more about. We are entering our ad break. You're listening to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 
welcome, welcome back to the hard skills with me and my guest today, Dr. Sarah Rabinovich, Terry Wedge, and Dr. Monique Johnson. Now, I did a kind of a mouthful of introduction about them because they're so impressive. And these three folks embody so well what we look for in our Leadership Academy members. They're clearly driven. They're highly accomplished. They bring multidimensionality in terms of diversity, not just demographically, but across multiple experiences and backgrounds. And they want to make an impact. And importantly, they are serious about continuous improvement and continuously improving themselves despite already having accomplished so much. And that is a really unique kind of characteristic. We love those people. <laughs> we love them. All right. So um, welcome back. Before we dive in, just a reminder that we are open for applications for a 2024 Leadership Academy. The application process is open now through the 22nd, but we are providing some extra bonuses if you apply by the 5th. So make sure you look that up. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences through our nine-week beta test um, and talk about our own leadership journeys and things like that. Um, But I just want to make sure that um, I share that we're still testing out next year because we're turning what we tested out for a short term into a long term. And so we're capping it at 30 people for an inaugural first year cohort, and we're keeping the cost really low comparatively to most programs like this. We only admitted 60% of applicants for our founding members last year. It's likely the same thing will happen this year. So um, do not wait. Okay. That's my ad for today. I get to sponsor myself because it's my show. Let's get into um, learning more about um, each of these amazing people. So um, Sarah, Terry, and and Monique, share us a little bit about your leadership journey including where you are now and what you might envision for yourself in 2024. How did you get here? Um, Just sort of very kind of briefly, so people know your background. Let's start with, um, let's start with Monique. Okay. Hello, everyone. So um, briefly, I... um, have my my journey uh is sort of just related to my life circumstances my life situation as most people um i've since uh 2000 i guess first relocation was 2000 so i've lived in five states from 2000 to now and so uh you know as a working mom young uh assistant professor starting out and in, in on that journey i had three kids <laughs> And so I relocated with my spouse who worked for a large um, international company. And uh, it just got to be a a lot for me to sort of manage, you know, the relocations and then getting your kids settled and then finding my, getting my groove back and so forth. So um, I 
Again, I, I primarily worked in higher education, you know, in administrative roles, assistant professor role as well. And then I did adjunct work and then I uh, did contract work for a little while. And so finally, 2014, that was my last move. I decided uh, that I could do my own thing, you know, and so I created my LLC and uh, started, it got some certifications and things of that nature. And so now I am consulting and coaching. I'm a certified coach. Um, I um, contract with several uh, organizations. I also contract with another leadership company as well, where I provide like consulting and facilitation and coaching services. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I kind of beat to my own drum. I like it. Um, because of all the transition I went through, I felt like that was the best route for me. So I'm not in a specific organization on a track to be in a certain type of role. I kind of let go of that. Uh, and I uh, I'm, I'm leading in my own way and it feels good. Uh, I enjoy it. I'm not opposed to working in a traditional organization, but based on my life circumstances, this is what works for me. I also have another side business that's not related to education where my husband and I um, have a small business in real estate. So we're real estate investors. So I have that. That's my other gig that I have going on. That's, that's, uh, yeah, you know, um, this is what comes of multi-talented people who have multiple interests is you, you get to realize that you can piece together what makes most sense for you. And I really like, um, what you said about the fact that, um, you have found a way where you can lead in the way that makes the most sense to you. We talk a lot about that in our leadership Academy is what makes sense to you um, and that you can lead in lots of ways um, and it doesn't have to be in that sort of like traditional um, mm -hmm. way that you sort of hear from other people. There's lots of ways. Mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. Thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. Um, Terry, how about you? I think um, my journey has been over the last um, many years, I've been in Fortune 500 and um, recently have um, started exploring other opportunities and I've helped a couple of smaller companies with um, some of their professional services work. And so I'm really just growing that, but I've always been in that space of leading. And um, even early in my career, I had my own company uh, for 10 years and one of my clients, I became an employee there. And so then I did the employee thing for a while and and that just really grew and took me into, you know, corporate executive and things like that. And, and um, it just, it's just continued to grow from there uh, to where I'm getting known for these things. And people are reaching out about, you know, different advice on the, all things, professional services and customer success. So. I love that. There's a couple of things I'm pulling out already as, um, sort of consistent um, themes here, which is uh, number one, if you're somebody who thinks with continuous improvement, continuous development, um, you're very unlikely to get stuck um, in your career. You're just likely to find other avenues to apply your skill sets in lots of ways, and then also pick up new skill sets, which make you an even stronger um, leader and viable candidate for all kinds of um, expertise that other people don't have. 
um, because you have picked up so many skills along the way. Um, the other thing that I'm hearing is that, um, you know, you're um, recognizing that as you have clarified for yourself and then become visible in, an, in a space, um, your own leadership identity becomes more clarified and other people are able to see your worth as well along the way. So um, just absolutely love that. Okay, Sarah, last. I'll go quick. Nice. I know we're two minutes or less away from a commercial. Um, my leadership journey, well, I would say personally started when I was a college athlete, basketball player. Um, you need to learn a crap load of leadership skills. You have to learn how to lose, how to not quit. You have to learn grit and discipline and relying on yourself. So that was my initial taste. Um, as a psychologist, I opened up a mindfulness um, meditation studio downtown LA uh, four years ago. And actually, Mira, you've been a huge part of my leadership journey. I actually reached out to Mira um, about three years ago and was um, very visionless. My, my studio was doing really well. We moved into COVID. I had started doing a lot of um, organizational trainings and consultation, and, um, but was feeling kind of aimless. And Mira has been an integral part of my journey. Um, I, since that meditation studio, um, it has now become a uh, consultation training company. And I work with lots and lots of different organizations and um, uh, for-profit, non-profit across sectors, doing trainings and DEI and mindfulness and mental health. Um, I have a little private practice. I, I work with the athletes too, the NCAA. Um, and, uh, recently Mira has been a huge, huge support of mine. We, we, I, um, a lot of the companies I was doing trainings for were requesting more, um, resources, applied behavior science resources. And, um, you know, I, I was like, you know what, I should make an app. And, um, I ended up bootstrapping an app and got a ton of, um, feedback and inspiration from um, working with Mira and integrating it and, um, being open to the process and, um, we are now beta testing that app, EquiSkills by MidMind, which is, um, I'm biased, but it's a pretty cool app. Um, and then I also teach at USC and love teaching the residents. I do the trauma rotation and um, supervision, and um, I it's very fun for me. So um, that's what I'm up to now, and we'll awesome. see where the wind takes me. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Another multi-talented person, folks. Okay. Um and um, I did not plant Sarah here just to compliment me, although thank you, Sarah. That's very nice of you. <laughs> No, she did. <laughs> okay, so um, we are nearing an ad break. When we come back, I want us to really think about the challenges that are being faced by leaders today, especially women in leadership. What do you all see? Let's let's speak freely here about this. Um, it could be from personal experiences um, and from your expertise. And um, I'd love for all of us to share what we've seen. Um, that are kind of the needs that that we see um, as coming up more than ever um, and what we see for 2024. So um, we will come back shortly after our ad break. Again, you're listening to The Hard Skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku. We air live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. If you are watching right now, like um, we know that Camille White is watching. If you're also watching and you have questions that you want us to answer in real time, please um, leave a comment and we will answer in real time. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back with the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku, and with our guests, Dr. Sarah Rabinovich, Terry Wedge, and Dr. Monique Johnson. And these are some folks who are on our founding member and advisory board membership um, group within the Tower Scope Leadership Academy. And we're talking about challenges that women face, and especially women in leadership within industries like higher ed and academia, research, healthcare, tech and STEM. Um, You know, these are the areas that have been highly disrupted. And I'm sort of curious what you see as challenges. And we can sort of open it up to um, whomever would like to share their thoughts. I'm going to just share. Oh, sorry, Sarah. You go. Okay. So um, I don't think it's different, but I I think that despite some of the gains at the top, women are still underrepresented in, you know, VP roles and senior vice president roles on the C-suite, basically. So, um, or I guess, I don't know what that would be in higher ed, but nonetheless, women, I feel like in in leadership, higher level leadership roles are still unre- underrepresented. Yeah. Um, and so and there's, you're right. It's in higher ed too. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So there's, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. There's work to be done. I actually um, uh, looked at the women in the workplace report like a few days ago, the um, McKinsey one, the one that came out in October, 2023. And it has a lot of really good information in it for anyone who's interested in reading about that, but it talked about a lot of different myths. Um, And so one of the myths it talked about was that women aren't as ambitious as men, 
you know, especially since the pandemic. And the data says that that is completely and totally not true. In fact, they're even more ambitious. So, so yeah, that's just a couple, couple thoughts. Great. Thanks, Monique. Sarah, you were going to add something to that? Yeah, I was. I, I love what you're saying, Monique. And I think a big, a big issue that I've thought a lot about is like this barrier of intersecting identities, how like being a woman, being a woman of color, being a woman who identifies as LGBTQ, whatever the intersecting identities are, it's like, not only are you fighting against one systemic barrier, but also another and the interaction of them, um, which can make it really challenging. Um, Another barrier I was thinking of was like, temperamental qualities, like, you know, we traditionally think of a leader as being someone who's dressed up in a, um, like a suit and is holding themselves strongly and is dominant and has that an alpha personality. And um, one of the things that I've learned a lot in Towership is like that leadership takes all sorts of temperaments and that there's strengths to each. And um, so it's been sort of a paradigm shift. um, And that's certainly a barrier stereotypically too. Absolutely. Great insights. Terry, how about you? I think it's the perception too. You know, the things that we say um, as women, it comes across a certain way and a man could say the same thing and it comes across differently. And and I think that's a challenge. And even when I owned my company, for example, um, my lead developer was a very tall male and we were in with one client in this particular um, prospective client wouldn't speak to me, would only speak to him, would ask him the questions. And I'm the owner of the company, you know, but, um, and, and then even more recently in my career where I knew that there was some resistance to the things that I would say, a coworker and I kind of tested the theory and said, all right, here's the idea you present it. And it was accepted without any issue. And of course, coming from a male. And so you have to learn how to navigate those situations too. Um, and, I, and I think that's part of the challenge. And also the people that are on your team, how do you make them feel safe? And how do you make them um, not feel like they have to manipulate a system, right? Absolutely. Um, all of these and oh, so many more. <laughs> Our um, ongoing challenges, you know, we we think that we've addressed the problem, right? Um, because we keep talking about it. And yet, um, in fact, there have been many gains, but then there's been some backsliding as well. Um, another thing, Monique, you mentioned the workplace, um, women in the workplace report from McKinsey. Um, the thing that I was most struck by in that report out of all of the things was that there used to be one uh, quote unquote pipeline problem. So they used to call it a leadership pipeline, which means that, um, you know, f- going from the one step to the next step within the quote unquote leadership ladder, um, the, the first, um, ladder is going into a management role and they call that a broken rung that, um, for women, there was a broken rung, meaning they could not pass that first promotion, um, as quickly and as often as men. Now, in that McKinsey report, there's a second leadership pipeline problem, which is that let's say they've gotten past that first broken rung. Many of them that have been promoted into director roles 
for everyone that's being promoted into a director role to women step out of leadership. And that is a major problem. And it's not because they're not ambitious. As you said, Monique, it is not because they're not interested is because so many systemic barriers are causing them to throw their hands up. And like what you, Terry said, and what Sarah, you shared about these barriers are some of the frustrations they experience as they go up into higher leadership roles within more hierarchical organizations. But that happens, you know, even when you don't have hierarchical organizations like Terry, like you mentioned in your own business, you've got you and this lead business person, right? And they're turning to this one guy um, because he was a tall male. (laughs) I mean, like, is that really all it takes? So um, that is incredibly frustrating. In our own, um, uh, we've done some research in our own beta test. um, And I'm just going to share here what we learned um, uh, um, when we break down the pods, um, what folks shared about um, uh, their experiences. And I'm going to, if you're watching, I'm going to share my screen to share um, a little bit about, I'm going to read it to you if you're just listening. Um, For the healthcare industry pod, they shared the following three challenges that they really wanted support with in the leadership community. One was feeling overwhelmed with time demands. Two was imposter syndrome. And three was lack of guidance and mentorship. Now, you don't, um, this is not specific necessarily to gender, um, except for the fact that it just happens more often for women because they're, um, you know, um, facing more um, things that they're managing right? They're, they're juggling a lot more. Um, with the STEM and tech industry, they were looking for um, learning how to um, sort of flex into different kinds of situational leadership styles, the stress from tending to other people's needs. And um, they were um, curious about how to apply leadership development to various career change opportunities. And then finally, within the education and academic industry pod, Um, They were interested in navigating very complex organizational politics, not surprising in those industries, Um, also limited access to leadership opportunities and limited funding for professional development. Um, These are not necessarily specific to industry, but those are their experiences um, that they came to within um, their domains uh, when they joined. And there's there's obviously so much more um, that that um, is experienced. So I'm curious from each of you, as you're um, thinking about that, you're listening to this, um, you know, we're talking this season in the, you know, in the podcast around developing leadership identity. We're also, that's exactly where we focus our efforts in um, our founding member beta test, developing leadership identity. Um, how do you see this aspect um, as supporting um, people within leadership who identifies women or who want to support women with these challenges? Curious um, what you think about how to apply that to supporting um, people with these challenges. Oh, and Camille White adds um, on YouTube as she's watching, hi, um, that women don't ask for promotion or raises. Yeah. Which thank you, Camille is not true. They do, um, ask and they're more often turned down when they do ask. So thank you. I'm glad that you brought that up too. Um, let's start with, I'm curious, um, Terry, 
curious what you think about um, where leadership identity fits in with um, these some of these challenges. Why is it important? I think you have to be sensitive to, um, you know, the the teams you're leading, the situations that you're facing. Uh, you know, unless you're the chairman of the board, you're also managing up, right? And I guess the chairman of the board is also managing up to shareholders, as the case may be. But as a leader, I think it's a challenge. You know, you're managing up, down, sideways, and um, and the responsibilities that come with that and taking into consideration all of the different types of people um, that you're interacting with. Uh, it's, it's cha- it, I, and I think it's more challenging as a woman sometimes because I do think you have to try a little harder and you, you um, may have to state your case uh, a little more clearly. And so I, for me, I think that's it. It's just the, the managing the whole cycle and, and circle around you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Danielle Blos- uh, Bloso, um, who is actually on YouTube also, um, adds, us women face so many barriers as we, as we progress up the professional ladder, especially in tech. It's taxing and the politics become more challenging compared to our male counterparts. And Camille agrees. So yes, absolutely. Um, And, you know, leadership identity is um, something that number one can be used um, to help you know your worth and recognize what your strengths are. um, And so that you can tease apart what part of this situation is about me and things I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And what part of this is actually not about me at all, but is about the organization, the culture, or the societal messages I'm receiving that is causing me to feel bad? Um, because those are two different things, but they're very hard to tease apart when you've internalized a lot of the messaging, right? Um, from a leadership possession um, uh, perspective, the higher you are in a leadership role, the more important it is to understand these concepts, not only in order to value the people who um, work for you, whether you're leading leaders or other employees, um, to know how to position them to succeed, but also how to create a healthier work environment so that everybody thrives. Um, And that means I thrive, but we all thrive too, right? So it has a lot of implications. I think as leaders too, you need to find the right support systems. You know, I can't tell you what my mentors have done for me um, and things like Towerscope just to give a plug. But I mean, just being able to find a cohort um, to be able to work through some of the situations that, you know, we analyzed during um, some of our work together. Uh, I, I think if you build the right support system, it, it really helps you manage the challenges better as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We are nearing an ad break. You're listening to the hard skills with me, Dr. Mira Bronku and our guests, Sarah, Terry, and Monique. And thank you, Danielle and Camille for adding your very thoughtful comments um, to our show today. Uh, You're you're making it um, even more rich and special today. So we'll be right back after this ad break. 
Are you a high achieving growth oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the hard skills with me, Mira Bronku, and our guests, Monique, Terry, and Sarah. Um, and they represent some of the wonderful members we have in our Terrascope Leadership Academy. Um, they are founding and advisory board members. Um, I'm wondering in this last um, bit, coming pr- pulling it all together, what is it that you're looking forward to in 2024 and the impact that you would like to make? for our community and beyond. Um, what is it that inspires each of you um, to make a difference for other women in leadership as we progress forward? I'm going to start with Sarah now. Put her on the spot. <laughs> you, caught me mid, you caught me mid-thought. Um, I think there's a lot. I mean, I, I one of the most powerful um, pieces that I would like to contribute to Towerscope and that I also received is just this camaraderie and a sense of like deep, deep uh, expert informed cheerleading that I think it's so important to have folks around you, especially women around you. And Terry talked a little bit about this, um, who have your back. Like, you know, when you're thinking to yourself, I'm an imposter, I can't do this. And you take that next step. Women that are standing behind you to pick you up and to say like, yes, you expletive can. And, and taking that in and returning that to um, to them, I think that there's nothing more powerful than someone in your court and being the person who's in someone else's court. And um, I think that's a critical part of the work that I do um, as a leader and a colleague. And hopefully I will continue it. I have every aspiration to. So thank you. Sarah, you're not just a player. You're a cheerleader and a leader. I love it. I love it. You you take you take on all roles on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Monique, how about you? 
Sorry about that. Okay. So I, um, as I was the education, higher education pod leader, and I was just, just in awe of how the women just came ready to listen. They came, you know, I said this in my, my uh, testimonial, they came ready to listen. They wanted to hear each other's stories. They wanted to engage and, um, you know, share their experiences. Uh, I just think it was, it was just, it was very beautiful to me. And, you know, I even had an opportunity to share because I'm just a facilitator, you know, like I'm one of them as far as I'm concerned. Right. (laughs) But I was there to just sort of kind of guide the conversation and the discussion. Uh, But yeah, I just, I think it, it was a beautiful representation of camaraderie, of vulnerability, of um, just engagement. So I, and that's what I love. That's what I do. I'm a career coach. I'm a, you know, consultant. So that's, that it's in me. And so I just really enjoyed being a part of that. So, you know, I can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to be a part of Tower Scope because <laughs> we're all just so amazing. But, <laughs> but in any event, you know, it's just a part of who I am. You know, I'm, I have a degree in counseling, you know, so um, I'm all about expression, support, having your experiences validated. Uh, you know, we, it helps us to know that we're not alone, right? When we hear from other people that, oh, you know, you're, you're going through that or how did you handle that? So it was great. They shared resources. Um, so, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. But, yeah, I just hope to do more of that in whatever I do. You know, as I continue my work through 2024, I just want to be of service to other people. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're ma- many of us are in that camp and being of service to others. And Danielle White says, go Tower Scope. <laughs> yeah. Not plant all of these comments, by the way, um, but I am appreciative. <laughs> um, Terry, let's uh, have you close us out. What are you looking forward to? How do you want to show up? Um, you know, in our, our community and, and beyond as a leader? And um, what do you want to see in 2024? And Terry, you're on mute. Because <laughs> we had to have one of us be on mute. <laughs> oh, good. The entire show, right? Um, I think for me, you know, having that cohort and being able to work with uh, women from all different industries was really eye-opening, you know, not just my tech side, but hearing from people in healthcare and hearing from people in education and giving uh, the things that I was trying to learn a different view, I thought was really, really helpful. Um, It just, it, it helps you grow personally and professionally. I don't think it's just a professional cohort. I, I think that, you know, a lot of the analysis that we did and a lot of the reflection that we did carries over and, um, and, you know, the relationships that, that have been created through this experience as well, you know, carry on from here. So I, I think it's extremely valuable and, you know, being able to learn how to work with other people up, down, sideways, all around, like I was mentioning, this is the place that really helps you figure that out. Hmm. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, um, wherever you do that, leadership development is personal development. Um, because every time you hit another challenge, you are pushing yourself 
to um, try things you've never done before and you're butting up against, um, you know, whatever barriers are there, whether they're societal, um, external barriers, as well as our own. And um, the, the more you can lean into learning what that is and gaining lots of perspectives, um, the, the things that, that we need to learn are not just for leadership, right? That's kind of where you are going with it is, is this, this is life experience, uh, you know, us getting stronger as people, um, regardless of um, where, where we um, are going, right? Um, and um, Danielle Boso also said, I would totally recommend TLA to any women in leadership. Thank you, Danielle. Um, she is one of our founding members as well, um, an amazing founding member. So um, with that said, um, we aren't just all talk. We do have research um, that um, we will share. Um, we share that online and I will do that and um, through our newsletter and I will do that. Um, but some of the things that that I just want to share with you that we found, because it's kind of like um, amazing and I geeked out about, I'm going to share very quickly by um, first sharing my screen and then um, by also um, just describing what, what we're seeing here. Um, first of all, we did a pre-post survey before the nine weeks and then after nine weeks. Um, and to our surprise, every outcome we surveyed increased. Everything we surveyed. Um, not only did they increase, but most of them increased by at least half a point, which on a five-point scale is usually considered statistically significant if I was to do, you know, um, a true rigorous research assessment. Um, and what's really surprising is that um, half of these were um, not directly intentional in terms of the nine weeks. We are going to cover these in other um, sections of the full membership, um, but they were already starting to improve, including things that we don't even touch on, which is experiencing burnout and feeling like an imposter syndrome, um, all because when you target the root cause of these things, everything starts improving. And that's what we really focus on. So things like this, um, being able to develop a clear leadership style and a plan that guides your decision-making and staying authentic to yourself and feeling supported and gaining confidence in your leadership and being um, willing to ask for help or optimizing teamwork. All of these things um, improve, but especially the things that we specifically targeted. So I will stop there. I could go on and on and on and on. Um, but if you are interested in Leadership Academy, you could head on over to our website, www.gotowerscope.com. Click on Leadership Academy. Review the criteria and description. If it feels like a good fit, I would apply. Don't question yourself. Don't be like um, that statistic where women question ourselves and we don't apply. Just apply anyway. Uh, we will be making decisions as um, we interview, so do not wait. Um, thank you again to our community. We are on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you to talkradio.nyc for hosting. I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, your host of the Hard Skills Show. Thank you for joining us today with our guests, Monique, Terry, and Sarah. If you want to get to know them better, you know where to find them in our community. They're amazing. There's more amazing people in our community. Please join us. Otherwise, I hope that you got some interesting tidbit for yourselves moving forward. 
And we hope that you have a great rest of your day wherever you are tuning in from. Thank you all. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be Frank About Health with all of you. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.